Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. everybody we're back again the not so perfect christian life hannah and joy and tonight well or today or this morning whenever you're listening we i've done it again joy i've done it again it doesn't even matter keep rolling keep rolling today (laughs) at this moment we're talking about obedience um specifically obedience to God as well. So, Joy, I'm going to hand over to you very swiftly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So, (laughs) obedience. Oh, I recommended that we do this um, topic, but then hadn't quite thought through that I was going to have to think about times where maybe I haven't been so obedient to Jesus. Um, and so I've had a lovely bit of time having to think about those times. Well, isn't um, that funny that came up for you, though? You're thinking about this topic and that's what came up to to mind. Oh, all my disobedience. Well, no, it's more that there's a sense that we're not always obedient, right? So yeah. there's lots of times in my life where I have been obedient. And, you know, I was thinking today that we're in the church we are up north because we are obedient to God's call. This podcast yeah. is happening, everyone, um, just because <laughs> Jesus told us very clearly to do it and we were obedient to that. Um, so there are yeah. lots of things in my life and times in my life where I know I've been obedient, but I guess I was also thinking through, because this is the not-so-perfect Christian yeah. life, times where I haven't always felt that I have been. Um, yeah. But I was thinking... Like the first thing that came to mind for me is that there are so many things that come into play when you think about obeying God. Yeah. Um, you know, so if he's asking you to do something and I'm aware that actually as people are listening to this, there may be things that come to mind um, yeah. in terms of obeying God. So I would just say to everyone, listen to those because it might be God speaking to us about what he's wanting us to be obedient in. Um, But yeah, I know when I think about obeying God, like if he's asking me to do something, the sort of questions I'm asking myself, I was thinking through are, is his will good? Does he want what's best for me? Will he protect me? Um, What if it goes wrong? What if I can't do it? Is he going to come through? Um, Does it matter what other people think? Um, all of those things come to mind when I think about, um, obeying God. And those are good questions to ask anyway. Um, but I know for me at times in my life, whether I've chosen to obey or whether I've chosen not to obey, it's normally based on how I feel about the answer to those questions I just shared. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess that's just a starting point for me of there, there are so many aspects of our belief in God that come to play in an idea of whether we're going to obey him or not in what he's asking us to do. Yeah. Do you know, I don't even know how much it's really part of the conversation significantly these days as well in terms of yeah. um, when people come to Jesus for the first time or like, you know, they meet him and and just even as a church, how much 
adds churches, how much is that a word that people will be familiar with and be comfortable with and happy with? Like, how much is that part yeah. of our mindset of to be a Christian, to follow Jesus is to obey Jesus? And yeah, I think probably there's a lot, probably that grates a bit, even as I'm saying that, mm. I think probably there's people listening who are like, oh, that grates, like that thought of obeying. And I don't this is just my sort of from chatting with people and things um, feeling like the reason that great sometimes is like your first question, you know, does he want good things for me? It's this idea of kind of duty bound, blind mm. following of this person or thing who's not, yeah. you can't please, you just have to, follow the party line um yeah regardless of how you feel about it regardless of how maybe they or don't feel about do or don't feel about it and so it's just not an appealing prospect this like duty-bound performance where you don't know how you're doing and I think culturally as well that's just quite a trend in culture as well like we're not very keen on obedience culturally yeah. either are we True. like yeah our, yeah probably our preference is like I don't know how to say it. Like, I feel this, I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. you know, that, that whole idea of like duty and I'm going to commit to this and regardless of how I feel or regardless of how I think it's going or whatever, I'm just going to carry on, carry on, plough on, plough on. We're quite negative, yeah. I think, about that. And maybe that's a reaction from the generations before us. Maybe that was more part of their culture and how they did things. And so a reaction to that is to say... Oh, it's all awful and it doesn't matter at all. But we're, we're talking about obedience. We're talking about something wonderfully positive, aren't we? And like your list of questions there assumes as well, sort of, well, why should I do it? Mm. The answer to a lot of those questions is wonderfully positive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that you, what you raised there is important is that when we think about obedience, we do think of blind obedience. And also because we think of things like obeying teachers, obeying the rules, sticking to this is the way, like do it. We think about obeying parents. Like when we tend to think of obedience, yeah. we don't think of it as a life-giving thing. No, And I guess our whole premise for talking about obedience to God is that... Um, his ways are life-giving and that if he's asking us to do something, that is because it is the best thing, not only yeah. for us, but also to bring glory to him, which is what we want to do. Um, yeah. And that often, as we say a lot, we often don't know what we want or need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And And so then, yeah, when it comes back to, do we trust him? Do we trust that he's good? Do we trust that he's kind? Do we trust that if we follow him, he's not going to lead us down the garden path into a harmful place? Um, and all of those questions are like a, a really fundamental ones for us, rather than us just blindly following someone. Who, and we, we follow lots of different people, but blindly following someone who may lead us into good things um, or who may not lead us into the places where we want to go, but actually trusting that there is a God who is going to have the best will for us and that following him will bring life. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, I think another, sorry, going back to how why it grates, how it grates, I think as well is that feeling of you can't question. So, you know, yeah. we're saying blind obedience. So it's that idea of, like, this is going to be asked of me. There's going to be 
no room for discussion or kind of um, debate around it, understanding around it. I'm not going to be able to question it. I'm just going to have to follow it. And I think as well, having seen quite a few, I think people, we tend to put people on pedestals, haven't we? And then we've seen quite a few. (laughs) I mean, these days you sort of look around and say, can anybody lead and remain in good favour and have integrity while they lead I don't know but um so you can understand people's Mm. reticence with it but I think like and you've just been talking how good it is as well there I think biblically you see particularly on the point of questioning things like you see time and time again how Father God invites and likes to interact with people grappling with what he's asked them to do you know, Jacob comes to mind and how he kind of like you see him sort of seemingly look like he's almost arguing with God. And yeah. it seems like he changes God's opinion on it. And, you know, we believing in the sovereignty of God. We believe like God knows exactly how that's going to go. But he's loving <laughs> and engaging in that conversation and being moved by the conversation of his people. Yeah. Um and, you know, other people like Moses who are like, oh, I don't want to go. Let me take Aaron with me. Is that all right? Take mm. Aaron with you. And so I think, yeah, I think I quite, I love that. I love how, like, he's looking for a relationship always. Even in our obedience, he's looking for a relationship, isn't he? So he's looking for a conversation around what he's asking us to do. But at the end of the day, he is the one that knows best. He is the one yeah. that has understanding and wisdom and knowledge. Um, yeah yeah definitely I mean I was um so once we met with Simon Gillibo I started doing his like daily devotionals and on one of the days um it said um it said this obedience is the best proof we can give of our love for God Mm. and obedience to him and I was really struck by that and I read it quite a lot because I was thinking oh really so he didn't say read your bible he didn't say praying didn't say going to church, didn't say doing all these holy things, giving money away. He said obedience to God. And I thought about it for a while and I was thinking, you can read your Bible out of duty and you can go to church out of duty and you can pray out of duty and you can give money away out of duty and you can do all these good things. And he wasn't saying that they're not good things. I'm not saying that. Um, But I really thought about it and I was like, we obey people who we believe are wise, who we believe are good people, who yeah. we believe we can trust. And the thing is with ob- obeying God as like the best proof of our love for him is that the more costly it becomes what he's asking us to do, the the stronger the feelings we need to have for the person we're obeying, right? So yeah. you could maybe start off obeying God out of duty, but when he starts trying to get you or asking you to do something that you're like, oh, God, that's going to be really costly to my finances or that's going to yeah. be really costly in terms of my time or that's going to be costly in terms of what other people think of me. At that point in time, whether we choose to do it or not will not be out of duty. It will be out of a sense of our love for God. You know, yeah. it's why it's why yeah. people um missionaries have gone and taken the gospel to places where they're there's a really high chance that they could get killed. They're not yeah. doing that out of duty. Like they're absolutely yeah. doing that out of love. And I've, I've really sat with that for a long time of God, I can say that I love you and I do love you. And, um, you know, I can say all those things, but ultimately I've been asking myself a lot recently, 
I show that by obeying him. And so a part of obeying yeah. him is read, reading his word and praying and all the rest of it. But it's also when he's asking me to do something, when he's asking me to step out in faith, I go, yeah, that's a bit scary, God. But I love you. And so I'm going to follow you because I don't just want to say the words. I want to follow through on it and yeah. show him that I love him. And so I've just been really, really struck by that of it is the best proof of our love for him. Yeah. And I want to show him that I love him. Yeah. 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 And me so much. And that just makes me, you know, I said to you beforehand about James 4, chapter 4, but like obedience <laughs> is, just, it is just your way of saying, I'm going to submit to God. And you yeah. do that out of love for him, out of deference yeah. of his total wisdom, knowledge and understanding and love and peace and all the wonderful things that he is. You defer yourself to him you submit yourself to him and that looks like obedience doesn't it it's saying yeah you are what matters most to me you are what god is good you are who there is to follow like where else am i gonna go you know like peter says when jesus asks him who who he is and he says you're the lord is just like where else am i gonna go or no he asks him don't you do you want to leave me and he says where am i gonna go you're the holy one of god like what else are we going to do? Where else are we going to, what are we going to follow in life if we're not going to follow Jesus? Who else is as good and yeah. kind and true master yeah. as Jesus? And it, which also makes me think of the other bit of the passage here, though, where it talks about how friendship with the world is enmity towards yeah. God. Yeah. Or another translation, it would say hatred towards God. And so you're like, well, flip that on its head then is of like if I'm not obeying God yeah what am I obeying am I obeying mm. my culture am I obeying my own passions and what does that say to God who I love like oh I love you but actually I'm just going to keep you in that little pigeonhole over there mm. and I'm going to kind of obey my culture, which says I have to progress this way in my career or I have yeah. to have a house that looks like this or, you know, a haircut that looks like this. Like, I'm going to obey that, Jesus. It doesn't matter to me what you're saying over here. Mm. That's That's not the mark of a follower. That's not the mark of, like, love. That's not the mark of um, someone who really trusts that God has the best for us, not just yeah. like he's an option. He has the best for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love and that. And it's definitely a journey, said. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because like, you know, the disciples did that. Like at points they obeyed and at other points they didn't obey. Um, but I mean, so I guess, so I, I'm going to put you on the spot here we, and I'm happy to share as well, but so we've talked about why it's important to obey and what it is, but I mean, there are times where you haven't obeyed. Ha! Do you know when you said that at the beginning of the podcast as well, I was immediately trying to think of specific examples of my own disobedience. <laughs> Hannah's never disobeyed. <laughs> no, I, 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 I constantly disobey. Because like you were saying... <laughs> It's it's a journey, isn't it? So I I want to just grow in my trust and obedience and submission to Jesus. And I know that I've barely scratched the surface of those things. But then trying to think of like a specific disobedience of where I know he's asked me something and I've willfully 
not done it or I can think of a but this is ages ago and if but it's the first thing that goes to mind so I'll just go with it um but when I was a teenager and I was in quite a significant long-term relationship with someone who wasn't a believer and while we were in this relationship things changed quite significantly for me in terms of knowing Jesus and Mm. um feeling like I I want to follow you, Jesus. I, I want to follow you with all of my life. And I just knew can't really do that with this person because they, as much as I really love this person, they don't love you and they're mm. not trying to follow you. So how can I, how can I pursue you knowing that, that I'll be in this tension with this person all the time who's, who's not doing that. So I knew pretty much from very early on that it wasn't, that I was being disobedient, that it wasn't what he was calling to. But I didn't act upon it for, I I think there was about a year time period where I lived in this horrible conflict tension. Yeah. I, know, I know Jesus is calling me out of this. I don't have the courage to do anything yeah. about it. Constantly praying, oh, Lord, can you just do it for me? <laughs> Somehow, can you just do it for me? And now when I look back, I'm really glad that he didn't. I'm really glad that in the end, yeah, you know, I I felt so conflicted. I had to take action. And mm. I'm glad that he did because then now I can say, I know I was obedient to you in that. I know I chose you there. I know the disobedience leading up to that was killing me. Like, I, yeah. it was horrible. I felt mm. the constant conflict, the constant conflict of doing something that you know isn't right and yeah. you know isn't good is horrible, isn't it? And yeah, definitely. I don't, you, I don't think, you know, once you've received your forgiveness, I don't think you can linger on regret, can you? Because you know, in all things, he's working for your good. But, what a waste of time and energy and and unfair on the other person as well. When I knew I couldn't hold those things together, it probably would have been better to say that much sooner for their sake as well. Um, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, the discomfort of disobedience. What about you? I have to think of some more while you're talking now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, there have been different ones for me in terms of if I feel like God in the past, if I feel like God's given me maybe a prophetic word for someone and I've bottled it, I've just gone out. Um, I had a situation really recently that's just come to mind on Sunday, the Sunday just gone, I was <sighs> in church and, um, um, God just said to me, I'd like you, to, why don't you dance? And I was just like, I just, I just can't do that, God. Um, <laughs> I just, no, it's just, I looked around and then that was, that was the worst thing as I looked around and I was like, no, what will people think? Uh, and uh, that's really rare for me. That's a really rare one because normally I will just go, oh, I'll do it anyway. But I, and I just found myself saying to God, and I really can't do that. And I sort of felt a sense of him going, oh, okay, but like, we're going to come back to this. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joy, but- I can see you right now. Feel free to take the stage. I can oh, describe shush. it. <laughs> shush. Oh, goodness. Um, but no, there, I mean, there are probably lots of times, because growing, like, a while back, I remember saying to someone that the person that I, ident- I identified most with in the Bible was Jonah. And I mean, Jonah, mm. for anyone that doesn't know the story, is told to go to a place to tell them about God 
and he gets on a boat and goes in the opposite direction. And what some people <laughs> yeah. know is that then he's swallowed by a fish. Um, and then God asked him to go again. And he does eventually go, albeit reluctantly. Um, but so there was obviously quite a lot of a sense in my life that I thought I was generally disobedient. And a while back, I really remember God challenging me on it because I, I'd said to God, oh, you know, Jonah's the one I identify with because I'm often, I reckon I'm often a disobedient. And I really felt God say to me, that's not true, Joy. Mm. You've, you've just said that over yourself for quite a long time now. Mm. Um, and actually, since then, I, I stopped saying it, but I really felt him sort of speak to me quite strongly about it, of like I'd yeah. spoken over myself that I was generally quite disobedient to God, which actually wasn't true. Um, yeah. but there was a, there was a time where, um, and I think I've mentioned on a previous podcast where for about seven years, <laughs> uh, God was speaking to me about preaching in church and yeah. I just was petrified of it. I was just, no, no, can't do that. Got the wrong person. Absolutely not going to be doing that. God, um, I'm happy to stand at the front and, and rig a notice or, you know, lead a meeting, but I, there's, I'm not preaching. Like I, the thought of standing there with everyone looking at me for like half an hour or whatever was an absolute nightmare to me. I was like, I won't know what to say. <laughs> I'm not going to be clever enough. I'm not going to do Aww. all this stuff. And for years and years and years, very gradually, I think even I remember when we, when I came to your church, Hannah, you asked me if I wanted to preach. And I, I was know, like, no, I remember no. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I could, I could sense God going, come on. Um, and it took me a really, really, really long time. Now I am doing it, but, um, but it took me a really, really long time to do it. And I think, so the reason why I wanted to talk about those stories is because also recognizing the discomfort that you feel when yeah. you know yeah, that you're yeah. going against something yeah. that your heavenly father is trying to get you to do. And, and you know it, like when you're yeah. doing it, you know that you're, you're sort of putting an obstacle there, don't you? Of like, yeah. it feels like there's a, feels like there's this tension in your relationship with God because you know at the back of your mind He wants me to do this, and I'm not willing to, yeah, submit that. Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, it is interesting, isn't it? Um, discomfort. It really is like it's mm. conflict and discomfort, isn't it? Yeah. Because just thinking about um, when we felt really called to church planting and you followed that up weren't disobedient in that respect and followed it up took the next steps and you know then went off and did it but I think I hadn't really realized until more recent years that it's funny how you can em embrace maybe part of what he's asking you but then hold on to yeah not like not be obedient in the whole of it. So we, you know, we're obedient in terms of going and moving and doing it and could take quite a lot of risks in doing that as well. Like moving city heavily pregnant without a job is quite risky. But I think I didn't really embrace, but maybe it's partly as well because I didn't really know or think about it at the time. Like that decision or being obedient like that would have certain financial implications and yeah. just like lifestyle implications that probably I couldn't foresee all that at the time and then as it's 
unfolded and um, things have developed the way they've developed and expectations I had I didn't even know I had and so I'm trying to be obedient in this one area but then actually trying to not entirely going with it as it is because Mm. it's not quite what I pictured it would be in this area and this area and so then trying to sort of trying to be obedient at the same time as probably being a bit disobedient and trying to make up for what I thought it would look a bit more like this actually as well so I try and do this here whilst obeying you here yeah and that's likewise just like you can't do it can you you eventually just cannot you grind yourself into the ground and you're Mm. like I either have to fully go with what Jesus is calling me to and that means like abandoning my expectations of what I thought life would be like um and I think you can do that the more and more you develop your personal history with him knowing that you can trust him, knowing that he's good, knowing that actually in the end what he's prepared for you is actually going to be much better than anything you would have prepared for yourself. And actually because he does know you so well, he will call you into something that you're going to find quite wonderful. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's such a tension and just... It's such a tension following him when you're still learning to trust him, isn't it? Mm. As if, like, it's so bad as well, isn't it? Because as if he needs to kind of prove to us personally that he's trustworthy. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, that personal history is really important, though, isn't it? And it it comes from obeying, doesn't it? Like, now I sit there and think, when he asks me to do something, which is a step of faith, I have to, and depending on what it is, I have to really sit there and go, well, he asked me to do this before and that worked out really well. And he asked me to do that. And I, I literally have to remember and go yeah. through. Yeah. All of, but, it, yeah. but all of those times have come from like previous acts of yeah. obedience, yeah. And which actually help bolster you and give you faith to go, oh, okay, God, this feels, I'm a bit scared about this, but I'm yeah. going to do it anyway because I feel like that's what you're asking me to do. Um, and so I guess maybe conversely is true that if we keep disobeying, we don't get yeah. those we don't yeah. get those moments of like seeing him come through and seeing his, that his way is better. Yeah. Um, because I mean that's that's the truth in all of this, isn't it? And I've been listening to a song recently, and there's just a line in it where it says, "Your way is better." Yeah. And, and I sing that a lot because it reminds me. It's really good for me because it reminds me that his ways are better than my ways. So I can yeah. think well, this is absolutely the way this situation should go. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing here. And then God says, well, we're going to do something else. And, and I've just learned over time, I'm still learning definitely, but I've just learned over time, his ways are better. And I have to sort of really say that to myself of like, yeah, when he's asked me to do something, and I think, oh, can I do this? And I'm like, his ways are better. We've seen yeah. joy. Come on, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that personal history builds as well. So it might be that you start quite small, learning to trust yeah, him, absolutely, and obey him in a in a little thing. But if you do that, like I feel like they grow. So you maybe learn. Well, I can know my own life. Maybe learn to trust him with giving away a little bit of my money. And then, you know, next step is learning to sort of trust him with no job. And then the next yeah. step is to kind of like yeah. learn to trust him with like, this is actually how it's going to look in life. Yeah. And the implications on pensions and things, but learning to trust him with that. It feels like 
he just he builds it but so that's encouraging because whether you feel like you have a personal history or not with him like you can start today yeah absolutely (laughs) you can start today with like a really little thing or you can maybe it's been a while since you asked like what what do Mm. I need to obey you in next and I know we've done a podcast on how do you hear the will of God because I think that's obviously quite a key question in this conversation isn't it how do you know what to obey like what is he Mm. asking you to do um and I just I think like I know we've done a whole podcast on that haven't we Joy and it's it's really worth listening to that for a fuller conversation but just to say like in my life um so I shared that example of that relationship when I was younger so the reason that I felt it anyway. I felt the discomfort of it. And I think first and foremost, Holy Spirit is living in you. Yeah. That Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit living in you is trying to help you obey Jesus. So if you're where you're not, there'll be discomfort because the Holy Spirit is not comfortable because the Holy Spirit Mm. wants to obey Jesus. And if the Holy Spirit's living in you, he'll be drawing you to do the same. So praise God. And Jesus said, it's better that I go after he rose again. It's better that I go back to heaven so I can send you the spirit because he'll be your wonderful counselor. And that is exactly what he is. And yeah, praise God, we're not on our own trying to obey Jesus. He sent us a helper to do that. Um, And then also just knowing the Bible, like talking about how to live life, how to follow him and obey him. You just need to know what he's laid out in his word in terms of, you know, things that are going to hurt you, things that are going to bless you, what he says is wonderful, what he says is damaging. You've, it's laid mm. out in his word, isn't it? So that relationship I had when I was younger, I felt the discomfort of it, I think largely with the Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. So I can't coexist alongside this, Hannah. It's not comfortable. But then yeah. also like knowing the word of God that says, don't be yoked with an unbeliever. You're unevenly yoked. So I knew yeah. that was a truth. I feel the discomfort of it. All of that is like a help to us, isn't it? To obey him um, mm. and yeah. not shut him out. Yeah. And also asking him, like doing that work of sort of asking him why you're struggling to obey him. Um, because I think that, um, I remember when I was speaking on this recently, I was thinking about the reasons why we, we do struggle to obey. And some of them we've talked about, you know, like he's asking us to do something that just feels scary. Yeah. He's asking us to do something that does push us out of our comfort zone that we like, that we don't see ourselves as he sees us. So I think there have been times in my life where God sort of, um, God's asked me to do something. And I'm thinking, God, I think you've got the wrong person here. Like, I really don't think I'm the right person for this, which is basically what Moses says to God when God's asked him to go and speak to Pharaoh. And he's like, he goes through all of these reasons why not. And then he's basically like, can you just send someone else? Because (laughs) I essentially think you've got it wrong here. And I mean, and I, and I understand that. And I think that again, coming back to that place of, okay, well, if God sees something, then out of the two of us, he's right and I'm wrong. So I'm yeah. not seeing myself in the right way. Like if he thinks I can do this, then I can do it. But like, it's not, oh joy, you can do this on your own. Like, come on, just, you know, have the Rocky music, but actually like <laughs> you can do this with me. And then, and then all the glory goes to him with it, doesn't it? 
But I also think that we, it is costly to obey him. And that's the bit that we don't really want to think about. That's the bit that we've talked about time and time again of like, take up your cross and yeah. come and follow me. Like his yeah. first command to his followers was, come and follow me. And that was really costly for them. Yeah. Um, it costed some of them their lives. Now it might not cost us that, but it can cost us our pride. It can cost us our finances. It can cost us our time. Um, this all sounds a bit of a downer, but then I guess it comes back to his ways are better. And also for me, the only reason why I choose to obey God is because of the example of Jesus. Because yeah. if Jesus had not obeyed his father, God, yeah. then yeah. there's no way I would be having a relationship with God. Because like Jesus says, doesn't he, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, do I do I really need to go through with this, God? And you know, when he realizes that he does, he then says, like, yeah. not my will, but yours be done. I mean, he yeah. goes through the most horrific death. And I mean, God's not asking me anywhere near that. And yet half the time I struggle to obey it. Whereas actually, like God, like Jesus was needing to be obedient to God. And if he hadn't have been, if he'd have gone, you know, it's just a bit too difficult, these people are not worth it, then we wouldn't be here now. Um, and so I just think that for me, like when I'm struggling to obey, it is coming back to that place of like looking again at what Jesus has done for me, because otherwise you can fall into, and I've done this and I wonder whether you have Hannah of just going, why should I, why should I obey you God? Like, you know, it sounds awful, doesn't it? But when he asks you to do something, you go, why should I do that though? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then, which is incredibly entitled and awful. And actually, the more time then I spend with God, like spending time with him, I I think, wow, because of what he's done for me. And then again, it's not out of duty. It's out of a love. Adoration, yeah. Um, out of an adoration. It's not to repay something. It's not to earn something back. It's just like a, wow, Jesus, what you did for me was amazing. So when you're asking me to do this, yeah, I, I still feel nervous about it, but I'm doing it because I love you. And I want to show you that I love you. I don't just want to say words. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Um, you know, you're talking about any cost um, and that verse, take up your cross daily. But around that verse as well, there is like whoever loses their life for my sake will gain it. Um, And so there is, there is, feels like the loss or the giving up of things maybe comes first, but then what do you gain? You gain your life, you gain far more than you've ever given. And you know, thinking how that's true of Jesus as well. Like he was, it says, doesn't it? He was obedient until death on the, unto death on the cross. Um, and yet yeah. in Hebrews, it tells us, but for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, knowing that he was going to make a way for salvation, which would be so much better. Um, so mm. in all these things, there is loss, but knowing that there's greater gain does make, yeah it much easier to do yeah, doesn't yeah. it um yeah much easier to follow because god what good is it to gain the whole world but forfeit your soul isn't it i know yeah <laughs> definitely and again just reminding yourself that i mean i was thinking every time i've followed jesus i haven't regretted it yeah, yeah i mean at yeah. the time you might be you know having to do something and thinking why did i do this why did i yeah. do this why did i say yeah. yes to this like jesus you've really got to help me but those have been times that my faith has like really grown exponentially because 
I've been like, well, I'm having to really rely on what God's led me to. Um, and those are also the times where you really see him come through because he knows, he knows, he knows all those um, choices that you make that are sometimes unseen to obey yeah. him. Like, yeah. sure, there are seen choices where people might see you've made a very clear choice to obey Jesus or not to obey Jesus. But there are so many other choices that we make and people make daily that only God sees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they really honor him. And I yeah. think, you know, I think that's what or I know that's what I want to do. I, I really want to honor him. I really want to bring glory to him. I really want him to know that I love him in the hard stuff as well as the good stuff. In the times yeah. where he's asked me to do something that I'm like, yes, great. I love this. And in the times where he's asked me to do something and I go, no. I really don't know, Jesus, whether that's a good idea. I think you've got the wrong person. Have um, you considered X, Y, Z? I know, yeah. Do you really know what you're doing? Um, so I think, and also because when I was thinking about this, I was like, I have massive FOMO. So I, like, I don't worry. I don't have the fear of missing out in life generally. I have the fear of missing out in my spiritual walk with Jesus. Like, and I yeah. just, if he asked me to do something now, it's that fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out on anything. I'm like, if you're asking me to do this, Jesus, this is because this is the best option. Yeah. And I don't want to miss out on anything. And I want to have, uh, firstly, I want to obey you. I want to show you that I love you. But I want to have the cool story, which I was thinking when we were listening to Simon, like he had those stories that are amazing yeah. because yeah. he obeyed, you know, and yeah. they're always the fun ones to listen to, aren't they? Oh, definitely. I was just thinking how like we've talked quite a lot about obedience as decision making, which it absolutely is and includes, doesn't it? But I think it's also largely about like a posture um, yeah, and a kind absolutely. of whole being of life of saying, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I'm going to pour out my life for you, Jesus. You can have it all. You can take it all. And that does include, obviously, then obviously then that includes all the little and big decisions you make about life but it's far greater than that it is just about saying who's in control here who do I want to follow here and that is Jesus so um yeah yeah it's not just decision making it is life and how we choose to do that mm, yeah I also think you know we chatted about this a bit on our podcast with um Wendy that yeah um it's choosing to ask those difficult questions of God is there an area in my life that I'm struggling to obey you in that I haven't realized or is there something that you're asking of me that I'm not doing or you know and those are I think those are courageous questions because yeah. he will answer them yeah. and he will say, and I was thinking about that when I was preparing this podcast of like, okay, God, you know, if there are areas of my life where I'm not obeying you, can you show me? Um, or if there's things that you're asking of me and I'm just trying to pretend that you're not, can you show them to me? Because I really want to obey. And I think that I would encourage anyone listening to do that. It's like, it might feel the scary one, but he's not necessarily going to send you like to outer Mongolia. Um, it's just like you said that he grows, he grows like obedience in us day by day, doesn't he? And then suddenly you find him asking you to do something and you think, well, now I've got this personal history of times where I've obeyed yeah. you and it's been yeah. really, it's been much better. 
Yeah. And I think that's because he's fundamentally described as a good shepherd rather than he's not like a harsh taskmaster. He's a good shepherd. So he's like gradually walking alongside us, helping us grow in in the midst of it with with us, never leaving us, knowing our struggles. Mm. That's what he's like. Fundamentally, he's not like this needs to get done. This need I don't care how you're feeling, Hannah. This needs to get done. Uh, also, I think it's just humbling, isn't it, to realise he doesn't actually need our help with anything. Like he is yeah. more than capable. Yeah of doing whatever he wants with no humans. But he chooses to work through us, with us. I know. So I think we can get a bit hung up sometimes, though, like the fate of the world rests on our shoulders or something. But it really doesn't. Like it says in Acts, he's not served by human hands. He doesn't doesn't need us, but he chooses to partner with us because he's our good shepherd and he just, he loves it. He loves to be with us. He loves it when we say yes to him and choose him over something else. He loves it when we choose to submit to him rather than be a friend of the world. He just loves it. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why he loves it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that he does. Um, I'm very glad that he does, but I can't. It doesn't make sense, does it? (laughs) Yeah. But also I was thinking that verse that we love to quote, you know, of he can do more than all we can ask or imagine. I think, yeah, that's probably going to need some obedience in there though, right? Oh, um, absolutely. And, you know, we like to we like to say that one, but then we think God asks us to do something and then we're like, mm, that's more than all we could ask or imagine, but not necessarily in the good way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's I don't know how often like we ask the question like what where is there any area I'm disobeying you yeah. in or well obviously the answer is going to be yes but maybe because he's gentle we could just say oh do highlight the next thing <laughs> to me. but then then also asking him you know what where do I need to what do I need to obey you in next I don't mm. even talking about this with you now Joy I'm sort of thinking to myself I'm gonna to have to get off this chat and and do it myself like pray yeah. and ask myself because I can't think the last time that I did um specifically ask like what do you want you know what do you want me to mind you I suppose I do ask quite often what do you want me to do what should I do which is kind of another way of saying it but in terms of like the big life questions of like where do you want me to go next Mm. what what do you I think I need to have that conversation with him again probably need to do it more regularly and it might not even be like a huge like on the surface of it, a huge thing. Yeah, it might be that yeah. we're disobeying him in terms of he's spoken truth over us and we're still continuing to believe lies about yeah. who we are. Yeah. And he's actually trying to speak his truth and his encouraging truth to us or um, speak to us about the way he's gifted us or equipped us. And we're still, we're disobeying him by not believing it and choosing to believe lies instead. You know, we often tend to think, oh, he's going to call us somewhere where we don't want to go. Um, yeah. And it's it's not always that. Sometimes it's uh well no, I'm I'm wanting to be, I'm wanting you to believe that you're my child. Yeah. And I love I love you and we've spent so long not believing that. Um and that's an area of disobedience then, isn't it? Because he's speaking yeah. truth and whatever he says is true. So yeah. you know, but yeah. we can be disobedient by choosing to believe something that's not true. Yeah. Um yeah. so it's not always the 
you know, he's going to call me to a different country thing, which I think is what we spend our time worrying that he's going to get us to do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's our thinking, it's our emotions as well as what we're doing, isn't it? It's like looking for our whole life to be obedient to him, isn't it? Our whole being. Yeah. 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 And so that actually he has, like like Simon brought up, that verse, I think it's in Chronicles or something, where God's eyes are roaming the earth. Yeah. Looking for people yeah. whose hearts are turned towards him. And I think yeah. about that a lot. And I'm like, God, when your eyes roam the earth, I want you to see a heart in me that doesn't always get it right, that doesn't always obey you instantly, but is a heart that is turned towards you. And that when you convict me yeah. and you ask me to do something, I want to be someone that maybe takes a deep breath and goes, mm, that's a bit scary, but I'm going to do it anyway because I love you. Yeah, and because I know that you are obedient and because you're my good shepherd and it will be all right and that I will be grateful for it. I mean, that's the other thing. I don't know about you, Hannah, but I've got so many things where when I was obedient to God, I'm grateful because they have been some of the best things in my life. Yeah. Um, where I've chosen to do what he asked me to do and I, I wouldn't have chosen them, but I did yeah. them anyway. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for those things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I was just thinking, you set me off on another thought there, because um, I was just thinking that for, again about obedience to death on the cross. I think sometimes we're not obedient because we think about the worst case scenario. Yeah. And we, yeah. we think, well, if I do that, what about this, 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 this? But I guess the cross is the worst case scenario. <laughs> if we're yeah. following Jesus's lead here, like Father God has asked him to be obedient. Worst case scenario happens but it's not the end of the story and something greater was born out of it and coming out of it. And I just, that's quite encouraging, isn't it? And good to remember that even if that worst case scenario we're imagining does happen because of who it is, who's telling our story, it's not going to be the end of the story. It's not, even if the worst thing happens, it's not the end of the story. It's not how he writes the story. Um, Yeah. So, Let's do it anyway. <laughs> that seems yeah. like a good point to finish it on. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. Well, um, lovely to have you with us and we'll be back again in two weeks' time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.